The Hopscotch Podcast, Episode 14, San Diego, California. Hopscotch! Welcome, everyone. Dominic and I are in San Diego, California. At the airport, stood just outside of Terminal 2, in the heat. Feels good, doesn't it? Well, makes a very nice change, but definitely a shock after all the AC. That isn't too bad. There's a mild breeze coming in off North Bay. And if you listen, you can hear the the lines rattle on the masts. Now, are you heading over to the marina? We are not. I am hoping to spot Chris. Chris? Chris? Who's Chris? Chris who? <laughs> Chris is lending us a vehicle while we're here. There wasn't anything I wanted to rent, so I thought I would beg a favour. Rob, we're in California, and you don't want a convertible. California. Califor- convertibles. California. <laughs> look, do they look any cooler than that thing that's approaching us? What the heck is that? Well, what does it look like? Well, it looks like the cabin of a small aircraft with wheels, but not wings. It is a highly aerodynamic shape, designed to be as efficient as possible. And I believe that's Chris Anthony driving, and it's going to be ours for the next few days. Um, Chris Anthony, a friend of yours? Uh, Chris is from Aptera. Oh. That is the Aptera 3. Oh. She's a looker. Your mouth's hanging open. Sorry. Mr. Anthony, I'm Robert. This is my friend and co-host, Dominic. You can call me Chris uh, after all of our correspondence. I think we should be on a first-name basis by now. And uh, Sarah sends her regards, by the way. Thank you. I should introduce you properly, and then we can talk about the vehicle. We can certainly do that. Chris Anthony is the co-CEO of Aptera with Stephen Fambro, the other co-CEO. The third founder of Aptera is Michael Johnson. The company dates back to 2005 and has had several iterations of the vehicle they want to bring to market. I think I'm right that this could be a sensation? We certainly hope so. Is it all electric? I mean, I didn't see an exhaust. Yep, it's all electric. Uh, as a result, we've been aiming for the most efficient shape possible. Well, it looks fantastic. What's the full range on its batteries? Uh, we estimate a bit over a thousand miles. How long does it take to recharge? Uh, with just a regular household electric socket, uh, just a couple hours. This model also has solar panels built into the roof. Around here, you can passively charge about 40 miles worth of range a day just from the sun. That sounds like an ideal vehicle for short commuting. <laughs> Very much so, but also fun for long journeys. How far can we take it? Uh, that depends on how far you want to go. Well... I'd quite like to see how it does over at least a couple of hundred miles. Oh, that sounds like a plan. Uh, awesome. I want to know what you two think of it after your drive. Of course. Now, Rob, can you just sign these papers for the next couple of days? And sign there, and...
there. Thank you. No problem. I'm going to have to leave you for a moment, though. My kids need to go to soccer practice. Any advice on driving the Uptara? Uh, obey the posted speed limits. Ha! It's getting up to the advertised speed that's the issue. Uh, actually, it's quite quick. Uh, it behaves like a regular automatic transmission. Stop and go pedals. You'll notice it's uh, super responsive. Uh, you don't get that annoying lag like you have with the old combustion engines. And with it being three-wheeled? It's actually not a problem at all. With the two at the front, it's uh, very stable with cornering, um, and it's helped by the fact that it's all-wheel drive. All right. Well, that sounds easy enough. Uh, I'll add that it's deceptively quiet. Uh, not only will you notice uh, there won't be any noise, uh, but neither will those around you. Hmm. We're drawing a small crowd here. Uh, even around here, it still draws some looks. Yeah, we'd probably best be off then. Uh, where are you heading off to first? I thought we would go to the New English Brewing on Sorrento Valley Road. Nice. That's a great place. Good range of beers. That's what I saw, and so that's why I wanted to start there. Uh, as a suggestion, I could meet you in about three hours or so, take a drive, and we could compare notes on the Aptera over a beer. I like this plan. Any suggestions for a route, Chris? Uh, actually, yes. Uh, you can loop around here to the I-8, follow it about 40 miles to uh, Route 79 north, then go north about 15 miles and then follow uh, CA 78 to the 56. And when you get back on I-5, you're just about a mile north of uh, New English Brewing. Uh, at a guess, uh, probably take you around three hours. All right. Cheers, Chris. Uh, how about we say four hours and uh, we'll see you there then? In case he gets lost. You're navigating. Uh, great. Uh, I'm almost sure I'll meet up with you. Well, Rob, you've certainly outdone yourself this time. Dominic, let's go for a ride. Hot I love California! You're happy that everyone keeps waving at us. So friendly. It might also be the vehicle. Are you sure about that? Well, I don't think they all recognize us from our Hopscotch podcast logo. Ah, um, yes. It's the vehicle, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, I have to say, I was worried we wouldn't get the bags in when I first saw it. It is surprisingly spacious. Yeah, especially with only the two of us. It's not a problem, though. It only seats two. More than enough. Hmm? Well, about 40% of all journeys in a vehicle are made with a single occupant. So this would be a huge saving. Moves well in traffic. Oh, I'll say. How much trouble could you get into if you really put your foot down? About 110 miles an hour of attention from the ladies and gentlemen of law enforcement. Ah, oh, but there's no lag in the acceleration. <laughs> well, I notice it seemed pretty handy. The ride up from Alpine, I kept expecting to need something a little extra, but... Oh, it doesn't. The combination of the weight, low drag, and the all-wheel drive... It's just so linear. Well, you can certainly feel it. How quick is it off the line? I don't know, and I'm not testing it to find out, but... Well, 
It's always something we can ask Chris about later on. Yeah, would you make a note of that, please? Chris Perspects. Got it. Ask what this thing weighs, too. It looks lighter than it feels. The batteries must add something significant to the curb weight. Curb weight. And I like that the balance doesn't change. I mean, we're sitting over the batteries, and as they discharge, they don't change in weight. So having them beneath or as opposed to behind us just keeps that center of gravity nice and low and centered between the wheels. You're really taken to this thing, aren't you? Well... It might just be that I'm used to all-wheel drive, but this is so well done. I keep coming back to nicely balanced, but this is what I like in a street vehicle. Instinctive or predictable? Neither of those is a bad habit in a vehicle, and I could get used to this. It's definitely mighty quiet. Well, there's no internal combustion engine, just the three motors and the wheels. There's definitely no wind noise either. Yeah, it's deceptively easy. Do you keep an eye on the sat-nav? Yes, Captain. We turn off Route 8 in about five minutes. Alrighty. Then we see how it handles on those winding country roads. Right then, bring it on. So, that was Route 79. Very nice. I loved that bit. The sweeping right-hand curve around Lake... Koyamaka. Around Lake Koyamaka. The views along that stretch are really something to be taken in. I mean, at first I found it a little disconcerting, but I could get used to not hearing any engine noise. Yeah, I even with when you're putting the power down, I mean, the electric motors are, are in the wheels, but you don't hear anything from them. Uh, there's no appreciable noise. I mean, there's almost no wind noise. Yeah, just just the grip from the road. Which gives a very positive steering response. I could really feel it on the climb up past the wolf center. Hmm, now I can see you grinning. Um, up at the T-junction, then, we're going to turn left onto State Route 78. All right, left on 78 towards Julian. Wait, wait, no... If you can, turn right. I think I just spotted something on the map. Sure, hold on. Uh, Alright, there isn't anything coming. Right it is. Um, how far? Um, less than half a mile. Uh, just up here on the right. What did you find? Well, well, an undocumented port of call, Captain. Nickel Brewing Company. This seems like a small place to find a brewery. Yeah, but a beautiful location, though. A location done in Inuit. I've been told that location is everything. Location, location, location. And this location is at an elevation of about 4,000 feet. Oh, do we have an altimeter in here? I'm sure I would have spotted that. Nope, I just looked at the map. See? Here. Oh, well, we've gained a lot more elevation than I thought we had. I wonder if our confusion is that the Aptera just isn't struggling. It just doesn't need the oxygen that you'd need in a normal internal combustion car. Hmm. You make an interesting point. Do you want me to make a note of this to ask Chris? Okay. Note to Chris. Will the 
Terra come with an altimeter? No, about altitude not having an effect on it. That's what I wrote down. Thanks, Dominic. <laughs> You're welcome. Can't really drink here, though. Altitude and I'm driving are not things that I am going to mix. Well, that's fine for you, but I might see if they can do a flight. All right, that sounds pretty reasonable, and um, we'll see what they have for sale to go. Are you bringing that thing with you? Uh, no, we left it running on the way up here. There's about 90 minutes of useless babble. Oh, only need a third of that, then. Oh, ha, ha. But I will listen through and trim out the good bits. Yeah, rather you than me. Nickel Brewing Company, here I come. Right then, um, after this we'll also need to find somewhere to eat, so um, we shall rejoin you later. Hopscotch! The Hopscotch Podcast is sponsored by Burt's Bitter Beers. Burt's Bitter Beers is located close to Exit 9 South off I-93 in Manchester, New Hampshire. We have a large selection of international, national, and local beers, ciders, and meats. Cans and bottles are individually priced, so you can select your own beer tour. Tell us how you heard about Burt's Better Beers on Hopscotch. I expect you'll get a smile that is never very far away. Burt's can be called at 603-413-5992. On Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Burt's Better Beers or on Twitter at twitter.com slash Burt's Better Beers. The opening hours are... Tuesday to Friday, 10 to 8, Monday and Saturday, 10 to 7, Sundays, 11 to 3. Burt's Better Beers, stimulating the economy one beer at a time. I'm afraid we didn't get any of the audio on the way back down from Julian. Someone, as they say, was too deep into their cups. I said I was sorry, Rob. I mean, the altitude, the jet lag... And a litany of other excuses. You did get a good nap in, though. And uh, I did make an extra stop for a bite to eat while you were asleep, so I'm sorry you missed some of the views on the way back down. Yeah, and you woke me with your playing the theme from the Rockford Files as we came into San Diego. I like the tune. Yeah, but it's the wrong part of California, Rob. The Rockford Files seat is Paradise Cove, the far side of L.A. from here. Nevertheless, I like the tune. I do hope we haven't kept Chris waiting. Oh, there he is over there, sitting under the flag. Hi, Chris. Good to see you again. I hope you haven't been waiting long. <laughs> nope, not at all. I've only been here about five minutes. I expected you guys were having a lot of fun on the road out there, so I gave you an extra hour. How was the drive? It was excellent. I love the handling. It's very smooth. Uh, did you park it out front? I've been watching for you, but didn't see my beautiful vehicle. Yeah, we went to the hotel first to freshen up and then got a cab back here. If that makes sense. Uh, which hotel did you guys stay at? Uh, one of the ones that's on the oversized sand dunes. <laughs> nice uh, view of a golf course and the Pacific. The balcony view is quite something. Hmm, yeah, it is beautiful. I mean, my normal view is a Dalek and a Muppet. <laughs> nice, but I'll have to ask for an explanation. Even to another English person, that would take too long. 
Yeah, I'll take your word for it. A wise choice. Now then, to business. We have a beer to buy and a vehicle to talk about. It's an absolutely amazing vehicle, actually. Absolutely stunning. Are you a dog? <laughs> I'm fascinated. Dominic, if someone asks you if you're a gog, you say yes. Yes, Captain. Chris, I've got some questions that we wanted to ask you about the Aptera. Before we get into that, Chris, Dominic and I wanted to try the Blood Orange IPA here. Are you willing to join us in that? <laughs> uh, of course, yeah. I've got a ride here and I've, uh, I'll be picked up later, so if you're buying, I'm drinking. With pleasure. Dominic, could you sort out our notes and read through our questions with Chris, and I'll be back in just a couple of minutes or so. Uh, Rob, I'm glad you're back. Dominic tried to explain this Dalek uh, and puppet thing to me while you are away, and... Uh... Dominic. Well, look, I wanted to save the questions, and I didn't really have much else for small talk. <laughs> it was different. Yeah, anyway, here we go. This time it's a pint apiece. And um, before we get into this, we should mention the brewery first. Hmm. I'll be glad to get us started. Be my guest. I thought I was your guest this episode. Touché. Let Dominic have his fun. He's been practicing this one. New English Brewing was founded in 2007 here in San Diego by Simon Lacey. The facility, located at 11545 Sorrento Valley Road, Unit 305, features the two tasting rooms the brewery, cellar, and canning line. There are some rooms beyond the brew tanks that might be where they are doing the cellaring. Mm, possibly. By the looks of things, they can have up to 16 beers on the tap at any time. Nice. Are you ready to taste this? The nose is so much orange. Not quite a fresh-squeezed orange juice by the freeway. But it is there. A zestiness to be drunk. Uh, drunk as in consumed? Hmm. Talking of... Mm. Oh, wow, that is good. <laughs> That's very good. And refreshing. It's slightly sweeter than I expected, but that's not a complaint. The orange coming right through, is that all citra hop? For the main flavour, yeah, but there's a little mosaic too. You can tell them apart. It took some learning... The citrus bringing the strong citrus flavours and supporting the orange peel. Whilst the mosaic adds the little pineyness that you are getting. That is part of the feeling of the fresh taste to me. I think I have more to learn to appreciate this. Well, yeah no. It's like with cars, you don't have to be a mechanic to appreciate a vehicle. And the question is, does it sing to your palate? If it does, then you enjoy and you don't worry. And taste is purely personal. I have a dear friend of mine who only tastes hops as being soapy. As a result, he does not enjoy beers like this at all. And this one's only, what, 50 IBUs? Uh, IBUs? Uh, international bitterness units. Measurement for, you know, bittering compounds in beer. Right. So for comparison, uh, on the low end, you've got a Budweiser that's going to come in around about 5 IBUs. And some of the IPAs that I really like clock in over 100 IBUs. At 50, this is a good balance, and the, the orange flavor is really promoted by the use of those. Think of it as the hops in a supporting role. <laughs> this is refreshing. I can't even tell how strong this is. Yeah, it's just a little over 7%. Oh, 
have to go easy then. Yeah, we tend to. Yeah, he's getting old. <clears throat> How about we talk about the young then? Goody, center stage. The Aptera. Oh, right. Dominic, here's a 20. Go and get three more and we can talk about the vehicle. Be right back, Captain. He's a good lad. Yeah, he is. He's very knowledgeable in his fields. Uh, which are? Um, sport and transportation, actually. In general or specific? Well, sports, he, he covers uh, football, as in soccer, uh, cricket, Formula One. Those dominate his, his interests. Uh, he actually plays cricket, and it's pretty good. In transportation, he loves planes. He used to review buses and coaches, trains, and uh, he also likes a lot of vehicles. And he actually takes some really good photographs. He published a calendar a couple of years ago. Oh, well, my ears are burning. It might be your aftershave. Well, now you're back, we can review some of our questions. Ah, oh, yes. Now, Chris, we wanted some of the performance specs on the Aptera. First off, this is pretty handy from a standing start. Do you have a note to 60 time? Yeah, the Aptera is actually pretty fast. Our front-wheel drive version will do 0 to 60 in 5.5 seconds, and the all-wheel drive will do it in 3.5. Is that controlled by the system to preserve the battery life? Uh, it is. Our systems use much less power than the average electric vehicle, so we don't need crazy thermal management like other cars do to get down to you know, sub-four-second acceleration. And the maximum speed, have you got a goal set to that? And will that be managed by the system? Yeah, all of our vehicles will be 100-plus miles per hour capable. Uh, top speed of the 60-kilowatt standard edition of the Aptera is actually RPM limited to uh, just over 110 miles an hour. From what I have read, the internal combustion engine loses about 3% power for every 1,000 feet in altitude. At 4,000 feet, I should have felt a normal car be about 12% less efficient. That's an appreciable difference. I didn't get any of that in the Aptera. I'm assuming that its aerodynamic shape and electric motors in each wheel circumvent those issues. Yeah, Aptera's unique shape and our exceptional in-wheel motor technologies assure the lowest energy use possible. Uh, and we aren't burning anything to power our wheels, which means you don't take a hit at higher altitudes with less oxygen. In fact, the Aptera actually gets more efficient at altitude as the aerodynamic drag is less. It's like kicking a field goal at Mile High Stadium versus San Diego. The thinner air lets the ball go further, just like uh, the Aptera slips through the air more easily at higher altitudes. Like Ray Guy in 77. Now, Chris, we know you're in pre-production at the moment. Have you got a timeline in which they will be available to the public at all? Uh, we're getting close. Uh, Aptera will be available for pre-sales before the end of the year and ramping up production in 2021. And are you starting off with just the West Coast first or before going national and international with these? Uh, yeah, we'll start in the U.S., but uh, expand internationally very quickly. But it really depends on regulations. That sounds like a sensible expansion program. Are there any expectations on handling in inclement weathers, you know, snow and ice, for example? Yeah, with, with all-wheel drive and vectorized torque control, this thing handles beautifully in the snow and ice. Uh, we're also designing specifically for a lot of the cold countries because they seem to just love electric vehicles. And does the heater drain the battery a lot? 
Uh, it does cost a good bit of energy to run the heat, and we are more sensitive than other electric vehicles because we're so efficient in other areas like aerodynamics and roller resistance. But uh, in general, you can expect a 10% range hit to keep the interior cozy on a frozen day. Um, our sandwich core composite material throughout the whole body does keep it well insulated, though. I look forward to these being a common sight on the roads. What else should we look forward to in an Aptera? Uh, probably our built-in solar is something that a lot of people are really getting excited about. We have over 180 solar cells uh, built into the body of the Aptera, and it's a system that's, uh, that's rugged and will offer years of uh, charge-free driving for you. So that leads me to wonder. Uh, actually, I can see that my ride showed up, so I'm going to have to leave you guys. Um, well, I'm glad you had time to meet with us here, Chris. Uh, we'll see you at the airport tomorrow evening about 6-ish. Perfect, perfect. That uh, will give you a little more time to get out and about again. Uh, so uh, with that, I'll leave you guys. Have a good night. Cheers, Chris. Good night, Chris. Hey, pull up a chair, Dominic. Oh, thanks very much. Man alive, what a view. It is a great view to end the day. The sunset well out over the Pacific. If we weren't recording, I'd play something by Floyd. Hmm, more the Eagles. Jenny the Sorcerer would be nice. Hmm, would not have been my first choice. Well, it's a good thing we're not reviewing music then, isn't it? Huh, indeed not. But we do have these two beers to try from the Nickel Beer Company. The uh, Apple Pie Ale to start, and then a little later, the Dark Side of the Moonlight. Hmm. If we time this right, we can have the Apple Pie with the Sunset and the Dark Side in the Moonlight. That is a perfect idea. And I have four glasses, one for each beer. Well, one each for each of the beers. Well, fresh glasses will keep the flavours clean. Also, I opted not to cool these. An anathema to some of our listeners. What was your reasoning in this instance, though? Apple pie can be served cold, but I prefer it hot, so I figured a temperature somewhere in the middle might, you know, help promote some of the distinct flavours. Well, that makes sense. And the moonlight? Depending on the style of meat, I can choose to chill it or not. My feeling was that we should try this one the, the same way, so um, it is stronger, and I wanted to see if we'd feel that. But first... The Nickel Beer Company itself. ...is located in the small town, well, township, town site of Julian. Julian dates back to about 1870 when it was settled. The first Europeans to know of the location visited in 1850. It really became populated, and having seen Dominic's face, I'm skipping a little history here, during the gold rush. The discovery of gold here was in the winter of 1869 and is credited to an A.E. Fred Coleman, when he spotted flecks of gold in what is now known as Coleman Creek. Over the next year or so, a tensity bloomed, and then more permanent structures were erected. And then in the 1870s, James Madison, not the one that was president, he died in 1836. James Madison brought a wagon load of young apple trees up to the area. And these trees did remarkably well in this semi-mountain environment. Julian is now noted and produces a lot of apples, which are then used to make what they describe as their world-famous apple pies. 
although they are described as world famous, uh, I have to plead a previous ignorance to Julian apple pies. Please tell me you stopped to buy one on the way back. I did. While you slept off your first taste of nickel brewing, I made a stop. The advice I was given was to try Debbie Godette's creations at the Apple Alley Bakery. It's amazing. So um, I bought some extra, and uh, that's what's in the fridge at the moment. But it is a beautiful segue into the first of the beers. It is. Um, we shall discuss the brewery itself between the apple pie and the moonlight. Between the apple pie and the moonlight. That would sound a lot more romantic if I wasn't sat here with you, Rob. Well, that's true for both of us, Dominic. Let's have a look at the apple pie and the glass, shall we? That would be a safe choice. So, it looks like a nail. Not as clear as I'd expect a cider to be. A lot of that apple cider is in the nose. Tempered by the ale. And some spices, Rob? Yeah, um... I pick up on the cinnamon and some nutmeg right off. Mmm, that taste. Oof. Yeah, to start with, this is different. The ale and the cider flavours are blended, so you get both the apple and and then the crust. Well, this filling is certainly wow. Yeah, I think I was right having it at its current temperature chilled. I don't know I'd be getting all of this. I mean, love this for the, the fall into winter. Those kind of autumnal flavours. Yeah. And and these flavours are... Hmm. You called out the cinnamon and the nutmeg already. Kind of easy ones from the nose. And on the palate. A little bite from the ginger, but rounded out with some clove. Hmm. And it, it's um 6% alcohol, so... You won't feel too bad having a second one of these at Thanksgiving, for example. Yes, Rob, I am English. Remember, we don't have that in England. You need to move over here. Oh, I know, I keep saying that. Mm, and I'm going to say this. This is a good beer. Yeah. It's not overly carbonated either. I mean, I wouldn't want it still. But, you know, just enough to promote some enjoyment. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it, it doesn't form much of a head, and even when it does, dissipates fairly quickly. But that doesn't diminish this in any way. Yeah, sort of a thin crumb topping, really, as opposed to sort of the meringue you get on some other beers. <laughs> well, now there's an image. I'm picturing a pint with a good head and a slightly crisped crust to it. Apple pie, ale, meringue pie. Mm. Oh yeah, you heard it here first. Could be a collaboration, you know. Nickel beer, Apple Alley. Well, we may have to leave that for them to ponder. Well, whilst they ponder that, may I tell you a little bit about the Nickel Beer Company? Are you using my notes or your notes? The ones that I can read. So that's... Yeah, we skip over a lot with whoever's we used. Okay. So this is just a potted, for our American listeners, Cliff Notes version. Indeed. So, Tom Nickel had first tried his hand at home brewing when he was about 18 years old. His early career, from 1996 to 2005, was to work in various local breweries. Tom flourished in this to the extent that in 2004 he was awarded World Beer Cup Small Brewing Company Brewmaster of the Year. 
between working as a brewer and owning their own brewery. In January 2003, Tom took over the running of O'Brien's Pub in San Diego. O'Brien's Pub was originally opened by Jim O'Brien on January 3rd, 1994. Irish themed with a strong beer list, it became a well-established location. That's good. I also found this part interesting. Um, he had it be a no-smoking venue when it was still legal to smoke indoors in California. In 2013, the Nickel Beer Company was founded in Julian by Tom and Lindsay Nickel. This had been amongst Tom's ambitions since 1995. I don't know when Tom and Lindsay got married in the middle of all this, so apologies in advance to Lindsay for what we left out about her. Yeah, as we've pretty much exhausted what we did find out, um, let's venture into this. Dark side of the moonlight. Now, I had been going to only cover the apple pie ale and then try for something else but it is a collaboration with the moonlight meadery in new hampshire uh close to you then yes and i'm more familiar with their products than they are with me did they help brew it i mean it seems a little far for that i did try to research more about what the origin of it was Unfortunately, the web was dry and my email inquiry went unanswered. Ah, then our best course of action is to try it and give our own best judgment then. I agree. What I will also add is that um, we're only going to open the one to start with. It's just a little over 10%, 10.2 according to the label. Hmm, they weren't wrong about that. I mean, just look at it in the glass. Absolute midnight in there. It is dark. It's got a great nose, too. I mean, that roast. The coffee sensation to it. I mean, not much head, but that lets it breathe a bit more. Yeah, you could get lightheaded just sniffing it. And now to sip. Ooh, I say. That's a strong porter. Not overpowering. But I need to be quiet for a moment. Okay, that. What do you get him? Oh, the aftertaste. That is a the, the lingering warmth of honey. Hmm, somewhat beguiling. At this strength, this could be dangerous in the wrong hands. Uh, you're right. Uh, I think maybe we should do our civic duty and finish off the other one too. For the good of the public, I think we must. With this view, this beer, I think we can turn off the recording device and simply enjoy. Hmm. The fact we're out of tape didn't slow you down then. Uh, yeah, maybe that too. <laughs> All right. We'll say goodnight for this section for now. San Diego Airport. I loved arriving, but I'm, you know, not sure that I'm ready to leave just yet. I agree, Dominic. While it was just a little taste of San Diego, it tasted great. And this Aptera, I wonder how soon I can get one in the UK. I want one in New Hampshire first. Aha, talking of, it's the man himself. Evening, Chris. Dominic, Robert, good to see you guys again. Did you guys hit the road any? We did. Hugged the coast road as much as possible, drove up to a... Laguna Beach. Thank you. Yes. Uh, our facility's in Oceanside, so you went right past us to a degree. 
and we drove up to where we could park at Laguna Heights and then walk to the top of the world. Nice. That uh, does give you a good breadth of California. His choice of roads made an hour's ride take over two hours, which, to be honest, was the better choice. Great views. Yeah, absolutely lovely. Uh, nice. Hopefully he had some lunch there, too. Yes. Restaurant with a view from the top of the cliffs, down over the beach, and over the ocean. We were not going to eat in the vehicle. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, and I'll need my key back. Uh, of course. I'd love to drive this thing across country. That's an idea with merit. Cripes, Captain. We have to get checked in for our flight. Uh Chris, uh, he's right. We do need to go. Um, would you do us our guest honor and read our closing messages? Of course. Uh, is this it here? Whose handwriting is this? His. <laughs> okay, well, at least I can read it. And it says, We hope that you've enjoyed this episode of Hopscotch Podcast and the others in the series. You can find out more information about these locations visit hopscotchpodcast.com and on SoundCloud it's soundcloud forward slash hopscotchpodcast or on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play or via your favorite podcast app hopscotchpodcast and finally the Twitter account at hopscotchpodcast pronounced podcast and with that Thank you, Chris, for being with us on the loan of the Aptera 3 Never Charge. And thank you all so much for listening. Good, Good night. night. Do you think that went well? Very well. Breeze to drive. And I love California. What a weekend. What an episode. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I loved that bit, the sweeping right-hand curve around Lake Koyakamaka. <laughs> <laughs> Lake Kaka? Lake Titicaca? Rob, why do you do this to yourself, putting words that you know you can't say? <laughs> because it was a beautiful moment in the podcast. And it's going to be a beautiful moment in the outtakes, too. Something like that. Around Lake... Koya Maka. Around Lake Koya Maka. Do you want to do that whole line again with the proper? No! <laughs> <laughs> That's why I edit. <laughs> Wine! Oh, you've given me a hard word to say, haven't you? Like Koi, like like Koi Marker. He's just been through and just edited and just put in some random word just after that. Yeah, I see you. I know your game. And anathema, 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 anathema. That's the one. It's an anathema. An anathema. Could you imagine an eaten mess pint? <laughs> Apple. No, I'm going to try very hard not to. I'm bad at highlighting. Hold on.
failed at highlighting. Best electric vehicle builder, worst highlighter. Okay. 